Chiefs in the second period. Messi. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Just when you think he's done everything, he comes up with something even more special to catch Alisson out and to make it 3-0. Well, the fans are worshipping him, and you can understand why. He is a god of the game. Thank you so much for tuning in guys. This is Panditri on a Pint, where a bunch of average blokes are having above average football conversations. Today on the pod, we have with us Pratik, Vaishnav, Akshat and myself, Amar. We're going to get straight into it and speak about what the entire world of football has been talking about since the last week, which is of course the Messi transfer. Uh, in this episode, we're going to cover his possible destinations, a little bit about his contract and most specifically how he would cope and adapt into the Premier League. Uh, leaving it open for you guys, what are your thoughts? So I think uh, as football fans right now, it's a funny world we live in. I mean, the longest ever football marriage that we have known, I mean, we've watched literally over the last 15 years, sadly coming to a, I would say, a, like anticlimactic end. I think it's still... You know, sad to see that the state of football has come to a situation where he's had to dig his heels in to leave. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, I wouldn't really blame him uh, after the way the club has been run, um, especially under Bartomeu for so long. Financially, they're an absolute mess. They made some shocking signings. Coutinho, Dembele, Griezmann right now. It, it just didn't cut it. Yeah, and I guess the thing is that Messi's always performed. It's it's not like he's had a slump. He's been through various projects, various managers. The recruitment, um, it hasn't been bad just for the players, but I think managerial recruitments have been really bad at Barca. And, um, you know, I think it was like the final score for Messi. He did something similar with the Argentinian national team where, you know, um, after the Copa, he decided that he's just going to retire. Obviously, he went back on that decision. But, um, you know, I, I think it's... As much as I'd hate to admit it, it him going to Manchester City is probably a really good move for his career. And obviously for Manchester City, it's it's just the the biggest deal possible. Yeah, and, and super interesting uh, with Manchester City. So, obviously you're seeing a reunion with Guardiola and Messi. Uh, that's something really exciting. But more than that, as fans, we've always wanted to see, you know, Messi in the Premier League and how he would perform. The Ronaldo-Messi... Debates are always about, oh, Messi has only performed well in the La Liga. Whereas Ronaldo has gone to three different leagues and proven himself. And now Messi coming to the Premier League, the, the, whole, the whole ball game changes, right? So, so how, do you, how do you see Messi adapting into, into such a tough league? I think the way Messi plays, the Premier League isn't really going to be a huge, big hindrance for him. Because if you've seen him play in the Champions League against Premier League sides... You saw that like he scored four goals in a game against Arsenal in a 4-1 win. Things like that. He scored like 26 goals in 34 games. I just read up stats and like 26 and 34 against Premier League teams. And these are teams in the top six, right? He's only played against United City, Arsenal, Chelsea and Liverpool. So, in that, looking at those stats, there's nothing stopping him. This season, the season that just went by, was really good for him. Uh, so, it doesn't seen that he's slowing down anytime soon at least. So, probably has two, three years right at the top. Even a year isn't bad when you can get a, when you can get like 25, 30 
Premier League goals in a season from him. There's nothing like it. But particularly speaking about Manchester City, I think, again, they're bringing him on like Juventus did with Ronaldo to win them the Champions League and they don't care about the league. That's a really interesting point you guys have made. I mean, him coming to the Prem is probably any football fan's wet dream for the longest time. I mean, it's a thought experiment we've all been hypothesizing for the longest time, right? But, you know, it was never, I mean, just thinking of Messi in the Prem, it's always a fantasy situation. It's never been this close to reality, you know? And even in this reality, I just feel like it's the perfect storm. Not just Pep and Messi, but also Cheeky, the technical director, the couple other backroom staff and Messi are really close. I mean, they were all at the helm at Barcelona when Messi was LM10 and making his name in world football. So I think it is the project tailored for him. And as well as City, I mean, it's a win-win situation because City are the club trying to, you know, throw their weight around right now, show them, show the rest of the world, you know, that they should be a part of the big boys club. You know, one of the big title contenders all across Europe, not just domestically in England. So, I think Messi going there, it's probably the most utopic situation for all parties right now because they would probably be one of the clubs in the world who could pay anything close to the release clause Barca want. But, I mean, what Pratik said about the English teams and Messi, that's a very good point. I mean, he's sat top English defences like and turned them around. And uh, even that Arsenal game that you were talking about, I don't know if you guys remember, but Champions League first half hat-trick, he destroyed that defence. Yeah, he just... Yeah. Tore it up, right? Yeah. But I think it's a different... It's not... Like Champions League football and playing in the Premier League are two different animals. Because playing in the Premier League means you're playing 38 really high intense games as well as Champions League football. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that the La Liga isn't a good league. I mean, it's one of the top five in Europe. But it's, it's a different beast. Watching football, I mean, it's plain to see. So, and that's... I guess why we started this podcast, right? Yeah, it's yeah. really fascinating. But to be fair, how tough is it scoring against Arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> and the United bias scoring through now, huh? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not biased at all. Okay, no, but but see, like I agree with all the points. So City are buying Messi clearly to win the Champions League and the Premier League, right? Because Champions League is is the dream they've been chasing ever since they got Pep. But losing two Premier League titles in a row would not be acceptable uh, under the Pep era as well. So, I mean, the interesting thing is, if you look at where City lost the points, right? Because City have lost nine games in the Premier League, which is actually more than the number of games that United have lost. Seeing how Liverpool have lost only three games, that is a major chunk of why, you know, they didn't reach the 95 plus points, which is what it takes to win the title nowadays. And actually, it's quite clear where they lost it. And that is the record against the top six, right? So, if you see the stats in last season, in the, in the 10 games they had uh, against the other big six teams, City lost five of them, which is, I mean, it's, it's a huge guy, I think. Yeah, I mean, United did the double over them. Yeah. I mean, I first can't in, the last time we did, man. First time in seven years, yeah. I think. Seven and that eight. says a lot with probably one of the worst squads United have had in the past five, six years, you know? Especially yeah, exactly. with how badly you were hit. But go on, Akshat. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, no. But, but, but I mean, that is the gap they have to make up, right? Because Liverpool took 22 points out of available 30. And they kind of just fell off towards the end of the season. So, arguably, that loss against Arsenal may not have happened if they were going full tilt, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas City got only 13 points. And that, that's a huge gap. And I think Messi, we know he's the big game player. We've seen him do it in the Champions League time and again. And... I mean, his record in the El Clasico speaks for itself, right? So, I think that with Messi, obviously, City are going to be a different animal. 
but more importantly he solves a deficiency in the city squad immediately and he's going to have an instant impact on the points table at least according to me uh, it just just uh, coming into where uh, how messi would fit into the sort of city side do you see him more as a as an inverted right winger who's cutting in not really chasing back or do you see him as an out and out false nine um obviously for barca over the years he's he's been playing that right winger sort of position sort of like a free role he's just prancing around when they don't have the ball like a lion on the pitch you know just waiting for them to get it back he doesn't have that pace anymore that he used to obviously but he has an amazing ability to read the game and pick out that pass uh, with city i don't really know because in the premier league you need that sort of tracking back from your from your wingers no matter whether you're playing for a mourinho or you're playing for a chris wilder or you're playing for guardiola uh, you need your wingers to track back and we've seen mares and sterling do that i don't know if messi will fit as that right wing position or he would come in as a false nine another thing that we've noticed is they don't the premier league teams don't really have a false nine because the gap between the defense and the midfield is not a lot and the pressing is really high arguably only bobby fumino is a false nine but he also plays on a more attacking midfielder sort of a role in that zone not as a false nine do you see messi fitting as a false nine anywhere in the city squad and how how would that how how would he play that role basically um i when you talk about systems especially in a team like city i mean so they're not they're not signing messi because they don't have world class players in their squad they're signing messi because they want to win the champions league like we've said like five times so far and he is that one player with putting on a sh- the shirt of your club can literally just get you those three points from like one point situations you know but i think more than anything and like we touched upon bobby playing that false nine position i think messi being able to play in that drop in that hole between defense and midfield even though premier league is really it's an aggressive way that they set up their defensive and midfield lines because like you said the very compact even those half spaces is very compact i mean imagine him playing against the wolves right where yeah. you're they're playing a three with two wide and now you've got three sitting midfielders like right the center back and that holding midfielder like that far apart Yeah. not literally but you know what i mean they're really close and that's where you want that false nine to be but i think the biggest thing would be i don't know if sterling has proved himself as a lethal finisher but you look at pool system it's fominio sitting deep with sala and mane playing this inside forward sort of really high up role and they've got that license to trade as well so you'll see them switching sides and three of them have like man and i don't think we've seen as good a trio since maybe msn honestly i don't mean to like overrate them they look incredible even if they're not scoring that many goals the way they play together is insane so i think more than where can messi play it's like he's lionel messi he can play anywhere on that pitch it's like based on the system that guardiola wants to play he wants to you know impose on his team so to speak so i i mean two of the most obvious situations are on the right inverted coming in versus mm-hmm. him playing as a false nine but i think there's also um, maybe a say for him to play in midfield because they've got ferran torres as well and he was a big signing and he's inherited the number 21 shirt so what i think is he's going to play on that right side with sterling on the left now the most obvious is messi to insert in the middle but they've lost david silva as well and amar we were talking about this and you said he'll probably play gundogan which i think yeah. is true a very interesting thing that i read about guardiola is that number 8 position that david silva takes up there's one particular skill that david silva has which even de bruyne doesn't which is called la pausa in in spanish it's basically the ability to take that extra touch and that extra second to make sure that the pass is right and the ability to play it the first time immediately once you get the ball so that's something he saw only with david silva having in the team and then the closest that came to it was gundogan which is why 
there was a lot of criticism as to why he's playing you know uh, rodri um, or fernandinho gundogan and and gundogan is considered as a more defensive approach but it's because of this particular skill called the lapazana obviously i don't think we can't we can count messi out of having that skill because i've seen that so man exactly do everything on say, the ball man. but yeah. uh, uh, even if he has that skill it's about the pressing then after that once you lose the ball the amount that you're pressing to win it back which is very very important in the city midfield so that that sort of midfield number 8 role i don't really see for messi um i don't know what what do, what do you guys think i mean arguably if there is one manager who knows how to get the best out of messi it is guardiola right so i i don't know where he'd play because as you said he's he's played he's played up front he's played on the right he's played behind as as a number 10 as well he he's played all across the pitch across his career right i think over the years if there's one aspect of messi's game which has kind of dropped it's his uh, defensive work rate on the forward press he's not as quick um, and he doesn't put in as much effort on the press which is a system which is very popular with guardiola of course but also very popular in the premier league and what this has done is it it's had an opposite effect in which there's an emphasis on defenders for playing and goalkeepers on playing the ball out for the back right and what happens is if there's a weak link in that forward press it becomes a lot easier for teams to kind of play out from the back and get it into their midfielders or get it out wide so that could be a slight problem uh, when it comes to where messi fits in from the defensive side of things from an offensive standpoint i mean you can put him anywhere i, I don't think he's going to he has many negative qualities what i would say is uh, i think he's going to take over that david silver role where it's almost like you have license to just float across the pitch in that 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 space right in in that space between the defense and the midfield but in across the pitch right from flank to flank he doesn't really have that kind of a defined role david silver he just pops up at the space and the thing about messi is that whenever he gets the ball he can always get two defenders to commit to him and either beat them or you know find someone who has space right yeah, 100%. so 100% yeah Yeah so he, I mean um, talking about uh, talking about him backtracking so Messi in City I personally think he's going to play on the right wing as an inverted forward something uh, so Guardiola tried both Bernardo Silva and Mares Mares has been incredible whenever he's played but I don't think he has uh, Guardiola's confidence comparatively but uh, so City scored 102 goals last season way more than liverpool but that's not where they lost the league so i probably they don't need messi just for the goals and tracking back might be an important factor but when you have who are the right uh, right backs you have uh, walker, walker you have yeah. and you have uh, jao cancelo and both of them are quite attack minded so you know someone they need someone like probably uh, say van der sar or someone of those qualities who just who just stays back messi is going to do the work up front but you do not want to be stuck on the counter with aguero is not going to track back much sterling doesn't track back much kdb isn't very apt defensively so you need you need that proper defensive cover which rodri uh, rodri is going to uh, obviously fill in i think in that role but do you think city might be tempted to to play two defensive midfielders to accommodate messi in that team I think in a way they already are because they uh, with Gundogan too. As I said, Gundogan is is more defense minded than attack minded as a midfielder, and they have Fernandinho and Rodri there as well who can who can cover the flanks in that in that sort of a position. Yeah, possibility that he's going to play two defensive midfielders holding. 
in any pep system that that one defensive midfielder which he normally has is so vital for his team number one in i mean it's up there it's out there whether they do tactical fouling or not but if you see them play definitely it's it's a part of how they break up quick counter attacks right so i mean in in every pep team um you have you've had busquets for example who is like the probably the best example of that role right in bayern you had someone like a kimmich who used to sit back um and in city fernandinho played that role i mean really really well before he had to slot in at center back right yeah. so i think there is going to be a lot of additional pressure on rodri to have that you know tactical positioning uh, to cover for someone like messi who would not maybe track back as much as say amares would physically how do you think uh, how do you think messi is going to cope in the premier league uh, obviously it's a it's a very very different league than what la liga is they play a snapping at your feet as soon as you get the ball lots of fouls tactical fouls that happen what do you think about yeah, messi's I mean, physicality i mean i think there are some players that transcend what normal players worry about like messi is not worrying about his first touch when he receives the ball he's worrying about where the defenders are like you get what i'm saying he thinks on another plane like genuinely i mean this sounds so cliche to say but i mean you watch the man play like we've said before he has lost his ability to just knock that ball on past you into open space and beat you to that ball and once he beats you to that ball just shimmy pass one onto more defenders he doesn't have that ability anymore but i think one thing that messi possesses that we've probably never seen before is a footballing brain like the man understands if not i mean football is a game of space and positioning that's all football is about right i mean if you boil it down to the bare essentials and messi is brought that down to a fine science right i mean even if he's not blasting past you he's tying you up i mean you flat footed you have no idea where you're going and you're sat down so i don't think the physicality will do much to him i don't think players nipping at his heels is going to be a problem i think the bigger problem for him will be sustaining a 38 game long season at the pace that is played in the premier league you know it's not as much i mean we've talked about him coming back we've talked about him filling in that hole but at the end of the day i'm sure i mean i would like to think even though he's getting older the rate at which he's not running in a game you know what i mean the rate at which his total distance covered is coming down will have to stop when he comes to the prem because he can't be as you know laxadaisical walking around can't yeah, always do that because i mean imagine him doing that against a midfield with ngolo kanté in it kanté is just going to sit on you i mean of course he's lionel messi and he has his own problems right <laughs> he's not going to really have that much of a problem with an ngolo kanté even though he's a world class midfielder but i mean Messi coming to the prem open up opens up its own can of worms for the prem and the way that other teams play them as well as city because i mean we've talked about aguero playing do you guys think that aguero and messi fit in the same system i'm not sure i see that especially because you lose two legs effectively two players are not putting in those hard yards for you i've not seen ferran torres play that much i don't profess to know that much about him but from what little i've read is he's very technically proficient on the ball and he's young so he's got legs to run so what i see happening is either him playing ferran and sterling up front or bernardo and ferran moving about one of them coming in one of them going out sort of as a rotational and i don't see aguero really getting into the squad i i would say messi's preferred position would be playing that false nine is the most freedom he gets right he just moves across the pitch and it's not beyond city to get another world class midfielder before the 5th of october right and then you don't even have that problem who's to say they go and buy like a thomas partey or something i mean they probably won't but i'm sure they're looking at midfielders if they're getting messi into their system yeah uh, messi as a false nine is what i see happening as well only thing is i would see someone like riyad mahrez playing on the right and sterling 
uh, oh, Mares on the left and Sterling on the right, a little ahead of Messi. And Messi is sort of like the floating player who can move around. Yeah, I don't know. I forgot about Mares. He's had yeah. a class season, though. He's yeah. had a class season. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Mahrez... Messi as a false nine, I, I think, is a little improbable because that puts Messi against centre backs. And the sure. centre backs in the Premier League, Premier League are obviously a little more physical. So that might be one reason why he's shifted onto the right rather mm. than, you know. Just That's a good point. That's a good point. But I see again, I don't know if they have the balance in the squad to do that. Like you said, you want a fullback maybe to sit back and stay deep. But both situations pose their own problems, right? If you have a fullback that is sitting deep and say making a four, right? With that center midfielder, two center backs and one side fullback. So you're sort of lopsided in attack. Mm. So you'd have one sitting back. And that would mean that that right channel is not occupied by Messi, him coming on into his left foot. So, which means that the fullback and centre-back essentially can press him. I mean, unless, of course, you have an Aguero or someone else in the middle attracting one of those two. Or a De Bruyne when he's running forward with the ball. But I mean, when we saw Messi play on that right channel, he had Dani Alves smashing it down the wing, right? He had That was the best we saw Messi coming in from the right. And I think that's equally important because if you have... But again, like we've touched upon, you need to have a Sergio Busquets. You need to have Fernandinho in his prime. You need to have someone to sit and screen that app, that zone that is the halfway line, which is like an impossible job. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> but Messi coming to the Prem poses its own problems for everyone, City included. I don't think this is as straightforward as we're thinking it is. No, no, definitely Maybe I'm not. proven uh, wrong. No, definitely but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really funny to you know, talk about Messi getting into the Prem, but we're not even here yet. It shows how you know, excited we are to get him here. But yeah. any rumour of him getting to the Prem just sparks the most curious pub the, debate the, amongst the, football fans. The only reason I'm even speaking about this is because I still have this slight hope I'm going to jinx it by speaking about it as much as possible. <laughs> no, but I, I want to see Messi in the Prem. What do you mean? I want to see him in the Prem. I don't, I, want to see him I, don't. I don't want to see him at City. <laughs> but honestly, uh, if Messi had to come into the Premier League, there's only one club that could afford him. And that's yeah, I, so I completely so. agree. If it's not yeah. in Manchester City, then it's not in the Premier League. Sean Dyche said that he's agreed to join the Clarets. So, I don't know. <laughs> Burnley. Wrong body person. Who heads around to Messi and Messi scores. I, I'll pay for that. <laughs> but, I don't know. I think this is also interesting to talk about. What do you guys think about La Liga losing probably their most prized asset in the last two decades? Yeah, which is why I mean, like La Liga openly made a statement saying that we support Barcelona in terms of the release clause yeah. that has to be. They don't want him to that's go. In all honesty, they don't want him to go. my friends, but that's a wet fart. They can't really do much. They can't do anything. If City pay uh, Barca the money, the league are going to be like, they obviously, can't really obviously, do much. Definitely. They but can't do the, the question here, yeah, the conversation is how much money has to be exactly. paid, right? Whether it's 100 mil, whether it's 700 mil. So, the rumours are that Messi had this uh, thing in his contract where he can leave for free at the end of the season. But that expired in June. Uh, expires in May or June or whatever. Yeah. So, June that is not happening. Then the release clause is 700 million. Yep. That's not happening. So, it is all about negotiations. It's all about Messi saying, I'm not playing for Barcelona at all. And Barcelona trying to get whatever they can. Barcelona apparently wants him to at least be the world's most expensive player, and that would be uh, Mbappe was two forty. No, no, Neymar was two twenty. Mbappe was about. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, one eighty. was one forty. One eighty. One eighty. Sorry. All right. So Neymar was two twenty. So they want him to be at least more expensive than that. So someone paying that, uh, Messi's cost to Barcelona is about a hundred million a year, including like yeah, um, the pages, image rights and everything, basically. Yeah. Cost. To a Premier League club would be 80-90 million because of the uh, lower tax rates in 
UK. So basically, two fifty million a five-year contract, which would be four hundred four fifty million. So which club has about seven hundred million? We're playing Monopoly. And uh, and on top of that, City have just gotten out of the whole caste ruling with uh, the financial. That was another thing I was going to touch upon. Can someone explain that to me? Like how how are they entertaining this? I mean, I genuinely don't know how this works. Because yeah, so I hope we. Yeah, so I I I have something I have something really cool about this about how they plan to work around the financial fair play aspect. So they want to get Messi firstly on a free. Uh, that's priority number one. And Not then, happening. Not then, happening. Okay, okay. Let, let me just finish. But yeah, when it comes to his, when it comes to his wages, so uh, he is getting paid uh, just south of a hundred million a year, and City obviously can't have that on their wage book. So what they're doing is they're making Messi sign a contract. For two years, he or three years, he's going to be playing for Man City, and then he's going to move to the MLS, New York, yeah. playing for New York, which is also owned by the same owners of Man City. And at Man City, he's going to be paid, say, about fifty million a year. But at New York, he's going to be compensated mm. for the amount that he lost at Man City. So both the financial fair play for both the teams work out in the in this. Okay, uh, this is this is an interesting fact, guys. The MLS doesn't really come under all the financial fair play regulation, yeah. so this yeah, would be a yeah, really so. smart way to get across it. But I, I think it's so. This is this is an accountant's wet dream. What you just said, huh? this is that that's really smart. I mean, the whole city football group, but. FIFA have been having this issue for the longest time with uh, football family, so to speak. Like uh, mass, like for example, Red Bull, they are having a big problem with FIFA right now because of all their sister clubs, and I'm sure City as well. And we've touched upon this, like you said, Amar, uh, them just being investigated by CAS. That's not going to look good. And this is the second time they've been investigated this decade. Do you really want the third time that you're investigated by FIFA and CAS and Spanish labor courts to be in the signing of probably the greatest player of all time, if not the greatest athlete of all time? I mean, do you really want to tarnish his legacy? That's something I've been thinking of for the longest time because you see what he's done for the club and what he's done for let's not kid ourselves football. He has brought hundreds of kids, hundreds of thousands of kids to watch football and pick up the sport and make their lives better. But the way he's going to be treated at the end at Barca, if he ends up having to force his way out, it's going to just be really sad to watch and heart wrenching. But I think it's a lot more complicated than we think it is. If this whole contract situation of his is really funny, because his lawyers have essentially screwed up big, they have screwed up big, and now Messi can't leave on a free. Uh, I don't think he's leaving on a free. But I think City, if any club, honestly, can even pay that seven hundred million, like you said, if they do something like that, you never know. City or PSG, man. It's only these two clubs. I mean, honestly, there's nobody else who can afford it. And then PSG already have such a big, big wage cap uh, that's in place with what they're paying Neymar, with what they're paying Mbappe, Di Maria. It, it, it seems improbable. If I if I have to put it into perspective, if Messi is going, it seems like he's only going to City and and nobody else. No, I mean, um, I, again, the the way uh, Messi and Barca have handled the situation, it. It doesn't seem like he can stay after this. Yeah, um, yeah especially with him now refusing to even. I mean, according to the La Liga norms, you're supposed to show up for the test. Corona test before yeah. you uh, join preseason, and he's he's refused to come uh, for that. Right, which it's a shame to see it's ending like this. But I think the relationship it's already at a point of no return. So it, it's it's not a question of. Where or rather, if he's leaving, but for how much he's leaving, and it's it comes down to Barcelona and how flexible they are willing to be, 
because 700 million is ridiculous even they don't expect that Any 700 million to, pay, to yeah. be paid because um what i read recently is that that 700 million it was actually calculated um on the base of his salary which is actually um, a lot of the uh, release clauses in contracts yeah, are so, uh, calculated on the salary so 700 million even barca will admit that that is not a transfer fee they are looking at right i'm not sure i'm not sure they'll agree with you akshar <laughs> because i mean if we if we watch i mean if you just watch how spanish labor courts deal with this there have been situations where football players have gone to cas and the domestic labor courts saying that my release clause is way too high and you know what the court has done has gone back to the club and said it should be higher so the way they deal with this is it's really funny like you said it's calculated on salary but it's also calculated on really vague absolute legal jargon that even lawyers don't themselves understand and accountants are the ones doing the valuation so you can imagine how barca are easily going to argue no messi is worth 700 million i mean he is the greatest footballer of all time he is essentially worth the industry right without messi what is football we'd all be so sad that if cr7 and lionel messi retire so the whole problem i see with any club that messi goes to if he doesn't leave amicably is that club being jointly liable in courts and no club wants that especially city especially a labor dispute in spain the spanish labor courts are notorious for really clamping down on stuff especially employment disputes they mm. have a really big no no like i mean you just can't do that i mean i don't know how easy it is for barca to for any other club to bring down their valuation but they're definitely going to have to and like you guys said it's up to messi himself to pull his weight in the club behind closed doors and try to see his way out i, I, I think it's really, really funny ending. really funny conspiracy theory that Bartimo and the board of Barca are the ones who want Messi to leave because the astronomical losses that they have they have on their books since the past two three years or so, uh, and obviously getting that seven hundred mil plus getting Messi away from their wage bill is going to nullify their losses at least at least till you know no profit no loss situation. Really funny but possible. I mean the way Bartimo has handled the situation as well, and we know how like. He's had a reputation for stuff like this before. So, but, I mean, I, I just I, I thought about it like from the other way around. Will Barca want to pay hundred million a year to a guy who does not want to be there and is clearly probably not going to give his all at the club, right? And he has only a year left in his contract, so he's definitely not going to sign an extension after all this. I mean, that's a given. Yeah, that's you're going to spend a hundred. So, so are you are you to... willing to lose out? I mean, he might. He'll definitely walk on a free anyways. Might as well get like a hundred, two hundred million, save another hundred million for a season, and let it let it end amicably. Unless he pulls yeah, off like a I stunning Rooney three sixty degree uh, change <laughs> of mind. Back to the club. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys, I, but I think you guys have hit it on the hit the nail on the head. I don't think he's staying in the club. I think he's going to try and force his way out. But I think the way we see him force his way out is going to tell a lot about how his legacy is going to you know go down, so to speak. I don't want you to leave a bad taste in the mouth, man. I don't want you to think of Lionel Messi and you know him trying to pull out out of Barca and you know digging his heels in, saying I'm not playing, I'm not training, I'm not testing for COVID. I mean, apparently it's just a five-minute procedure, and everyone came. As a football fan, it hurts your heart, but I mean, for his family, he would be stupid to not take another offer at like City, where he's getting paid very equal amounts, right? And to probably go down in the argument as one of the greatest players to ever play the game. I mean does money really matter now for Messi I think it's more about going to another league and proving himself yet again because if now Messi comes to the Premier League scores 25 goals a season makes city win the league he is hands down the best player that's ever been there 
the only argument you have against messi is he's not performed in any other leagues because he's not played in any other leagues uh, i think it also rhymes with world cup so <laughs> yeah i was just going to say that I, and I, champions I, I league without guardiola yeah i hope no yeah. argentina ultras are listening to this podcast <laughs> man <laughs> but i mean that that argentina team is so so um, it's so disjointed man there are there are like 50 players no, no. who play one position and they they can't play together as 11 I agree. We don't even have Dybala in that team. So I mean this is Yeah, but let's not get into that. For another <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> it doesn't get more meta than that now does start, it. Start <laughs> start talking about Argentina and the players who are not playing for them is like two podcast episodes in itself. <laughs> so we have like about two and a half minutes any closing statements that any of you guys want to make. No, nah, I mean happening? It's it's uh, one of the two things. Either you want to see Messi play somewhere else, or then you want want him at Barca. And if he's playing somewhere else, he's playing at City. In fact, yeah, just, uh, think... just now I think the Newell's old boys owner sent a message to Messi saying that uh, we are all wanting you back home, so please come back home. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's going to happen yeah. a little further down his career. Like yeah, he yeah, said, definitely, earlier, definitely he has a couple more years left yeah, at the top. Definitely not. No, I don't think uh, he ever goes back to Argentina. He's made oh. Spain his home, so that's I really don't see well. him going back to like Newell's and stuff. Anyway, no, but he's I, got a very uh, emotional connect with Rosario and that whole place. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. I guess. I mean, time will tell. But I mean, the fact that we were all quiet when you asked the question of how we feel says a lot about how we feel. No, very mixed yeah. feelings. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. he does well wherever he is. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. can't I, imagine I just, him wearing like, another shirt, few, man. Few reports. Few reports about uh, United uh, going in for him as well. So I think that's like the elephant yeah. in the room for all the situations. Whoever is linked is linked to United. <laughs> no b- before we end i just like to make a plea um for a uh, bangalore fc where we're a good club messi we we have title winning credentials <laughs> we we can chase the asian champions league it's a good fit we have loyal I'll, fans <laughs> yeah loyal fans i mean please come and play at the you in cash but you know um okay i think uh, that's enough <laughs> for the day We are really dying. Yeah, just got a thank you so uh, much for this BFC guys. plug in there. If you've made it all the way to the end, and uh, hopefully you're excited about what's to come because we are. So thank you so much. We're very excited. And have a lovely day. Bye bye.